This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you've never watched a Rams game in your life before and you don't know what a fourth down is or how a team scores, you don't have to be an expert for enjoyment to occur. If you need a team to root for, that's what we're here for. It's not a car. It's not a bus. Hop on board. You're safe with us. Welcome to the bandwagon. like to start this podcast by saying your first and last name to introduce you to the audience. Well, right back at you, Kevin Schatz. I figure uh, we might as well do that for each other. It, it, nobody's coming to this thing for for us, but we might as well let them know who's responsible once they want to file the complaint with yes. the folks at uh, uh, Odyssey and uh, Sports, whatever it's called. 2400, 2400 Sports. Is, I think that's who we work for. Yeah. Yes. I still don't yes. know what that means. Um <laughs> Uh, so, so here we are post, uh, post championship weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's that big, long two week gap of yes. bu- building up the hype. If there is any, or yeah. of course, ushers halftime performance. Cause exactly. that, that's, that's right. and, <laughs> and then the, the insane conjecture about what, if any participation Taylor Swift will be having. Yeah. Yes. in the big game because you know there are some behind the scenes maneuverings to get her to do something right like to you know if she's sing the national anthem or is she gonna yeah. you know do a, a dramatic uh intro like uh, eminem did for for detroit or uh, yeah. or yep. or uh or or just completely refuse or want to charge you know several million dollars to do any of those things i i i don't know but I well, think this, somebody's working somewhere behind the scenes to make that happen. 
this just leads to my disappointment of the Lions losing and the 49ers winning because if it was the uh, the Lions and the Chiefs and I would have been I would have been putting the uh, the conspiracy theory out that we have an Eminem Taylor Swift c- collaboration going on for the Super Bowl something to look forward to but oh, now that's man. out the window because of the stupid 49ers being all good and whatnot and winning that game <laughs> but that would have been much more exciting uh, for yes. me personally than a Taylor what, Swift what, oh, what oh, there's got to be some music celebrity that aligns itself with the 49ers with the 49ers yeah i mean journey journey could show up with uh, <laughs> oh, that's a, uh you, you well uh, green day green days green days bay area they were play- i was thinking about actually during the broadcast i noticed they kept alternating between detroit artists and uh, and bay area artists and so there was some green day thrown in the mix i think there was some journey there was Someone else that came on, and I was—I can't remember who it was now. I'm sorry, but I—I w- I was like, "Oh, are they Bay Area? They must be." But uh, yeah, in that sort of limelight, uh, yeah, I, I mean, know. Santana, uh, Santana's oh, Santana, Bay Area, Bay Area. <laughs> uh, Saweetie apparently is uh, yes. a 49ers oh, yes, fan. Um, okay. <laughs> I think I—I kind of think Green Day, uh, <laughs> Saweetie, Green Day, <laughs> and Taylor Swift collaboration would be very. <laughs> Green Day just dropped an album, so they're a little more relevant than than normal, at least in the 2020s. So, yeah, that could be a lot yes. of fun. Well, you know, yeah, looking for some, looking to promote it, absolutely, exactly, exactly. And um, and in terms of this podcast, believe it or not, we are a Rams pod. I don't think we've even mentioned the Rams yet. We are technically still a Rams fan podcast, oh. um, but because the Rams are no longer yes, playing we are. football, we are focused on uh, on these games and and the obviously the championship games and the Super Bowl coming up, which I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that word, but I just did, or those combinations of words. Um, well, we're, we're talking about it as a fact. You know, we're 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 journalists. Kevin. We're journalists. We're not, yes, we we're, not, are. we're not. We're not using. <laughs> we're not using it uh, for any sort of big promotion or anything. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of news going on with the Rams because uh, yeah. the off season has officially begun. We've already had some of our coaching staff hired away. Uh, we're, yeah. we're interviewing uh, up and down the line with, uh, as it turns out, a number of available coaches mm-hmm. to take over as defensive coordinator, and I. I which is obviously, uh, you know, a, a very big deal for us. And they've talked to, as of today, Ron Rivera was interviewed and they're looking at a couple of other people. Ron Rivera is an interesting guy because he, he hasn't had a, it's, it's, he hasn't had a ton of success as a head coach, except that he's been hired by really crappy teams and definitely made them better. They, yeah. you know, uh, like Carolina Panthers is probably his biggest success and he's probably the winning, winningest coach for the Carolina Panthers uh, during their existence, but they're but they still have a losing record. <laughs> I was going to say that's like saying we're the best. Uh, what's a good comparison to that? We're the we're the best mediocre Rams fan podcast that exists right. on the market right now, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly the perfect correlation. Is uh, at, at, as far as our particular niche of podcast, we are at the top of yes. the heap, but it's definitely a heap, a big steaming heap so (laughs) so you know the rams are active they're doing the things they have to do and uh you know already talking about draft picks and things like that but that's that's not what this podcast is about uh especially because we can just sit here and guess and be dumb and wrong uh and uh, also we just we just don't 
have that much information on, at our fingertips because yeah. Kevin and I, not big on research. Just, I, was, I mean, I was going to say no fingers, but yeah, that that also, yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. True. yeah. We we can't have our finger. You can't have your finger on the pulse when you're just uh, little nubby boys. So. <laughs> Uh, so, so we, we can't help it kind of, I mean, the thing that I am doing as a Rams fan is, is kind of like, you've talked about how you were really rooting for the lions because you still had this kind of connection with golf being a former Ram player. And also it's a great story and the Mm -hmm. city hasn't had, uh, a a football, you know, championship. Well, never, they've never won a super bowl. Correct. And they haven't, and they haven't. They haven't won a playoff game in, in some ridiculous amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they they had a great season, but it's going to feel like it fell short. Um, and that game yesterday was bonkers. I mean, yeah. there were some that the, the the turnaround that the 49ers read. The, the 49ers looked like they were going to c- completely give that one away. They did yeah. not look that great. And the Lions were humming. It was a, a tale of two halves for sure. Totally. But also the 49ers had i mean there were just some weird crazy plays that have to happen when you want to be a championship team you know there are a couple of things weird bounces that have to go your way but also you have to have the players that are prepared for those weird bounces and yep. and, and to me that the quintessential one is you know a critical down uh, uh brock purdy under pressure throwing up a pass bounces off a defender's face mask and uh, and the receiver still catch was it Jennings? Um, receiver still catches it and almost yep. rolls right into the end zone. They do score uh, almost immediately after that. Uh, yeah. But it's just a crazy play. But a few of those one-handed catches, you know, with mm-hmm. with Purdy on his back foot getting getting his butt knocked down, just mm-hmm. all sorts of things like that. And Detroit had some of their own. That was yeah. a crazy game, and it was an exciting game. That was that was the best game of the weekend for sure. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was it, like you said, the first half, I, I enjoyed the first half quite a bit more because I was rooting yes. for the Lions and the, the Lions scored on four plays off the kickoff. You know, they scored yeah. within like a minute or something, you know, just I, I yeah. saw that and I was like, wow, they came ready to go. And the whole but the then whole they turned around half. and scored again. Yeah. And, and, yep. and yep. It, it, it looked like they were going to take command. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then the Niners. And you know what was interesting is last week, if I recall, the Niners and Packers, the Niners started off a little rusty as well. Uh, but I mean, clearly they're they've proven their team that you just can't count out. So it's gonna be interesting to see yeah. them in the Super Bowl as well. I think um, that says a lot to how you adjust at halftime and come back out and 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 figure out what is going wrong and then step it up and your, you know, your defense holds and then your offense uh, puts a few new wrinkles in. And frankly, you just, you have a couple of crazy plays that go your way and then there you are. Uh, and, and, and uh, the first thing I saw as a result of that game yesterday was um, I'm forgetting the Lions coach coach's name now, oh, but yeah. the, the constant pleas online to, to maybe yeah, next gamble. time, you know, kick a field goal once in a while. Yeah. Kick, go, go ahead and kick a field goal. Take yeah. the point when you can. That, that there is an argument to be said that the reason that the Lions got to where they got is because they have been very aggressive and have been, you know, taking a chance on fourth down and generally being successful. But uh, when you're up against a, a tough team like that, 
sometimes you take the points. Sometimes yeah. you go ahead and kick the field goal with a guy yeah. who can kick 58 yards. You yeah, know? it's an interesting sort of argument to be had or, or debate to be had of, of you know, if the Lions, you, they, Dan Campbell is the coach's name, and he, not, the Lions not only, uh, you know, went for the most fourth downs all season, they converted the most, which kind of makes sense, you know, but they, yep. they, they did have success at it, and it is what got them to the point that they got. So then the, the debate becomes, do you change what's worked all season for you to take the safe points against these really elite teams? Like you said, I think that's a really good argument to be to be made. Like maybe against a team like the Niners who you know are going to score a bunch of points, you just take the points. But um, but I, I think ultimately from like a gut, uh, you know, gut kind of gut decision-making process, I think, if, I think he was smart to just live by what he did and you live, you live with the results, you know, and... Um, uh, but yeah, it would have, you know, who knows, who knows? There's no way to yeah. know for sure. Well, but, I mean, uh, obviously just taking those three points didn't guarantee that they were going to end up winning the game either. It's, you know, those things, yeah. those things can go either way. But I think as Rams fans, uh, Kevin, the, the thing that I can't help thinking about watching a game like that, uh, from our perspective is, okay, so we got beat by the lions. It mm-hmm. was, uh, n- not a, not a, not a beat down. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. So the, the the thing you you go through is well, you kind of want to see the Lions win because you want to get beat by the team that actually goes. You know th- that's one way of thinking as opposed to just yeah. being resentful of it. He's like, well, you kind of feel a little bit better about losing to a team like that if they go all the way. Well, they didn't. So then the next thing would be, well, if we had beat the Lions, would we have been able to beat this 49ers team at home? And that's a tough one. You know, we did, that was our final win of the season, but we were, you know, it was kind of B team versus B team uh, Mm -hmm. in that game. Mm -hmm. And that was even a tough one. Mm -hmm. Um, Would we have been able to overcome that team to get to the Super Bowl? And I'm, I I, I don't, that's, that's, that's fun to think about. I don't know if I was really honest, if we would have been able to, I mean, they, they, they have a powerful, crazy good game plan they've got a a quarterback who clearly is executing Debo Samuel is a freaking monster I think he needs to be checked to see if he's actually a human being he's (laughs) he's you could, say the, you could say the same about McCaffrey. That man is just, is, uh, th- those two guys are just unstoppable. It's insane. Yeah, yeah he's just, he's, he's a machine and, and Samuel is a, is a monster. And they're yeah. just, they're, uh, they're, they've got, and, and their defense is, is so strong. I mean, to me, I'm leaning toward 49ers beating the Chiefs. But uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, you can't count out the Chiefs, obviously, because they've, they've found the secret sauce. They've, they are right on the verge of becoming a dynasty with yeah. the number of times they've been to if they're not already considering how many times they've been to the Super Bowl just in the last five years they yeah. win this one then you know Mahomes is you know a lock for the discussion about greatest of all time and he's not even 30 yet yeah it's insane uh, yeah. it's it's insane yeah they the Chiefs now in their fourth Super Bowl in five years and and I remember last year during this podcast um when at, I think it was after the Chiefs won, and I posed the question like, are they verging into what I call Patriots territory, early 2000s, you know, early 2000s Patriots territory, where they're just winning so much and expected to win so much 
that now we kind of resent them. Now everybody is kind of rooting against Chiefs. Now we're sick of them. And I guess I'm reposing that question. You know, are we are, are we done with the Chiefs? Are we are we sick of them to the point where they're now <laughs> public enemy number one? And I'll just say I I don't. It, it's weird because when I was watching the game against the Ravens uh, last night as a recording this episode. I I said I'm rooting for the Ravens 100%. And then as the game got going, I was like, man, Patrick Mahomes is fun to watch. Man, Travis yeah. Kelsey's doing good. Like I sort of found myself rooting for them. So I can't. They don't feel as hateable as a Tom Brady led Patriots team to me. And uh, but yeah, at the same time, I I just hate seeing the same team show up in the Super Bowl over and over again. So that's not. Yeah, I think that's it. Me. I mean, really, what was the what was the Tom Brady hate about? Was it about deflating footballs? I think people hated him even before before they that did. happened. They definitely did. Um, it, it, if they were hating him, it was just because they were winning. So yeah. you have to take a step back and go, well, yeah, getting sick of a team. I mean, I was like I, the whole America's team Cowboys run with mm -hmm. Troy Aikman and that crew. Uh, that drove me a little bananas. I just I found that to be they, they just you know, they just had an arrogance about them. I, I never found the, the Patriots to be overly arrogant. I, I never found Tom Brady to have much of a personality at all, no, to be honest. He so yeah. he was, he was hard to hate other than, I think there was definitely new England. I mean, I guess Northwest, Northeast hate in the U S and then the rest of the country kind of caught on to that because it was like, yeah, can we get somebody else in that game, please? Mm -hmm. I, so it's inevitable that it'll happen because Mahomes is kind of hard to hate. He's yeah. young. He's a little brash. Uh, he's, he's on, you know, state farm commercials all the freaking time. And he's good in them too. He's funny yeah, in them. <laughs> he's pretty funny in that. So yeah. th there's, there's going to be a backlash on anybody who does well and is successful and is rich and is doing great. Yeah. And then you, uh, I, I can't help but say you throw in the Taylor Swift factor and yeah. then people are just <sighs> more than happy to start ripping that apart and and think of Travis Kelsey is uh, whatever they think. I mean, I don't even know why why that matters to people so much. Yeah. Um, it's never bothered me one second. It's it's a little silly that they cut to her so much, but she's also more famous than anybody on that entire field combined. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? She is, I mean, that's not a, that's not a lie. That's a fact. It's so crazy. I mean, these are yeah. people. I mean, obviously, there's a different audience watching you. You're mainly have a football audience, and and you could argue that the audience watch. But Taylor Swift tr transcends everything. So, like, even yes. a even the biggest football fan who like knows every stat is like, oh well, yeah, I know Taylor Swift is of, of course, course, you know. And um, if you think about, you know, she's up there in the booth in a stadium that is filled to the brim for a playoff game. And that is the number of people she does a show for every time she performs. And she's so, one person doing even that. more. Yes. Yeah. yes. Sometimes she'll play a soccer stadium in freaking Brazil and there's 107,000 people. There's a full city in there. So, yeah. so you can't deny that, you know, that she's just massive and people love her. And so, where that stuff comes from, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, th that's a long answer to your question. Of course, people are going to hate the Chiefs. There's yeah. so many reasons to hate the Chief, Chiefs, but it's because they're good. Mahomes is a, a, a lock for the Hall of Fame. And, yeah. and again, for the, for potentially for the discussion of greatest of all time, if he holds up at all into his 
early 30s. <laughs> yeah. If Wild. they win more championships over the next course of the next few years, which it looks like they potentially could with the crew mm-hmm. they've got. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he continues to be as, as, as popular as he is, then of course people are going to hate him because people do that. That's stupid. Yeah, and I have to admit that when you were talking about like the Patriots hate, like I can look back at that and realize like, oh yeah, I 100% hated them because I was petty because I was because it it had nothing to do with uh, the way they showed up. In fact, one of the things I hate most in sports is arrogance and coming off with, you know, being unsportsmanlike and be, and they didn't exemplify any of that. I mean, yeah, okay, we get into deflate gate, that's cheating, that's not good sportsmanship. But putting that aside, the way they showed up day to day uh, was was really admirable. So I definitely yeah. know, like I can admit now looking back, oh, I hated them just because they were good. And and I don't know why, I, I'm trying to think about the Chiefs because it's pretty remarkable to think about us having this conversation right now of the Chiefs being a dynasty and, you know, that just that they're the top of the NFL world. And yet for, I mean, a decade, two decades, more than that. I don't, I don't know the history of the Chiefs, but most of my like football experience, the Chiefs were kind of a laughable team. They were never relevant. They were never in the conversation. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they have a lot of history. I, I, I have to admit that I'm not necessarily the most. Uh, well, I mean, they this. go back. They go back to the early, early. I mean, they were in the first Super Bowl against Green Bay. Is that right? And uh, I mean, they were. They they were very successful early. Uh, Lynn Dawson is a name I know attached to them from back in the day. Uh, so yeah, but but in your lifetime, in your yeah, in your yeah. in your tiny little lifetime, my tiny uh, little life. Yeah, they they won. Uh, let's see, they have won. They were in the first the, Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, yes, they were. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe they've won the AFL championship, uh, which was before the merger. If mm-hmm. it, can, can you? It, wasn't it hard to believe there were two leagues and they and they didn't yeah. play each other? That's that's weird. <laughs> so um, crazy. Yeah. So they did win their own AFL championship three times before the Super Bowl was a thing. I guess. Yeah. So, and they've okay. won three. Yeah. And they've and th- so their first cha- their first Super Bowl win was uh, uh, Super Bowl four in nineteen sixty nine. And okay. then their next one was in 2019. <laughs> so yeah, I wow. Forgot, yeah, I forgot see, how long the gap was. It's, yeah. It's all relative. Like for someone who I'm I'm 39 years old, you know, I was born in 1985. So for me, my, you know, my experience of watching football has been uh, you know, I come up and I become a teenager and the Patriots are winning everything and I hate it. And it's like, why do they keep winning? And the Chiefs are bad. So it's the same reason that I was like rooting for the Lions so hard because they've been terrible. Now, a lot of people can relate to this. They've been terrible for my entire lifetime. I wanted to see them do well. So when the Chiefs started doing well, I was very excited. I was rooting for them because they were a team that had been bad my entire life, essentially, or just just mediocre, just not not yeah, relevant. I mean, I think so, they got into the playoffs a few times, but they never they didn't make yeah. the kind of impact that uh, that that we are have been seeing the last few years. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. But here's what I will say. And I you know, this mm-hmm. is this is cynical Kevin coming out again. But if you asked if you asked me, if you just asked the average fan before this season started to pick who they think might be in the Super Bowl, 
I wouldn't be surprised if these two exact teams are the teams that people picked, you know, the Chiefs and the 49ers. And and maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's sort of my, that was the thought I had once the Super Bowl matchup was finalized after the Niners won. And I was like, oh, good. We got like the most predictable thing to happen at the end of the season. Great. That's exciting. You know, I'm the kind of guy that wants (laughs) to see some exciting stuff happen and see things shaken up. And so it was, it's, it felt like the moment that, uh, the moment that the Niners won, I was like, oh, Watching the two teams that were pretty much expected to be here. Great. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Before I'm looking at stats right now, the, the predictions before the season began, the odds were uh, six to one that the Chiefs would would be back. Okay. Uh, so, yes, that was definitely in that. Now, they, now, during the season, at least the first part of the season, they did not look like a championship team. Correct. They yeah. obviously got their act together and they're peaking at the right time. A lot of teams can do that, uh, but they did not look championship caliber and that's why the Ravens looked like the favorite we haven't talked about that game at all yeah uh, it yeah. was kind of boring but uh, yeah, it was. kind of a surprise yeah. um but but uh, before the season started it was uh Chiefs Eagles Niners Bills were okay. probably the most yeah. talked about teams and and to a certain extent I guess the Eagles were probably the biggest disappointment there they they definitely had a collapse toward the end of the season yeah. the Bills looked pretty strong. Uh, mm-hmm. And had a shot and didn't make it. So yeah, yeah the, you know, Niners Chiefs definitely in the mix. I don't think anybody expected uh, the Ravens to be uh, quite that strong, and and they just ended up looking lackluster. And yeah, just, just had a real tough time. Uh, I it, thought that was going to be a tighter game than it was. They looked like they were playing with their backs against the wall the whole from the yeah. from the very get go. They they looked like they had an urgency of like, oh my god, we got to get this going. The most heartbreaking play to me, I mean, they had like, I think what was it, three turnovers in the end zone, which is right. just like the worst. And the one where the dude dove into the end zone and and the defender knocked it out of his hand yes. while he's like midair <laughs> trying to fly, cross the plane. I was just like, oh God, that hurts. Cause you don't blame the dude for diving. You know, it's like, right. he was, he was like end zones inside. I'm going for it. And uh, man, that was just hard. And then even, um, but I think it was in the third or fourth quarter, uh, Lamar Jackson just kind of hailed one up to, yeah. uh, uh, there were three chiefs uh, around, around his, his, his wide receiver. And it was just like, it just felt like he had given up. Um, and you, you could tell he was frustrated. Like he knew he shouldn't have made that throw. And, um, you know, some people said maybe there was a pass interference call there, but it, it didn't look significant enough to me. And yeah, nothing yeah. like that. There was no game time. I mean, ultimately it was only a 17, 10 game. I keep forgetting it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a super high scoring game. So it was a, a heavily a defensive game, but m- mostly it was just that Baltimore just couldn't finish certain yeah. plays and and Kansas City was you know stronger on defense throughout and and things just uh yeah I mean ultimately not the most scintillating yeah <laughs> so I mean I don't know how how much of a of a statement that win was for Kansas City except for the fact that they were in the opposing stadium yeah. and um speaking of which uh obviously the 49ers uh fans are 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 very into their team. But did you notice in Santa Clara yesterday, there was a whole lot of blue mixed in with that red. red I mic. did. I think it was just <laughs> that big a deal for the lions to be there. Yeah. That the lions yeah. fans really showed up. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, but it was pretty scattered. It wasn't like, I mean, there was one section that was heavily blue, but mm-hmm. then the rest of the stadium looked like, 
it was a pretty pretty even mix through the rest of the stadium from what I could tell. And uh, I'm just wondering how many of those damn Bay Area fans sold their tickets to, yeah, to Lions fans who were looking to, you know, experience a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, I, I have to wonder if just the, the big city effect of L.A., San Francisco, these expensive places to live, these expensive places to take in experiences are just like, you know what? It's, you know what's more important to me than watching this game is um, selling these tickets off and getting a nice little payday out of it, you know? So, yeah, Niners fans may have sold out. And, and I think to the Lions credit, like we're seeing a fan base that, you know, again, just in my lifetime, haven't seen the Lions be good, but that fan base really showed up. I mean, Lions fans are legit fans, and I do think they have a decent, even you could argue probably national following, just a lot of people just kind of uh, scattering around the country. I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating from based on what I saw, but... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I mean, they, I they think what you're saying is, as you have said many times on this podcast, uh, a lot of people uh, desperate to escape Detroit. So, they, <laughs> so there are fans scattered across the country, as you have very that is, often. That is, a, that is a Larry Morgan take. That's a Larry Morgan hot take that Detroit sucks. Let's <laughs> just call it what it is. Uh, well, no. here's... No, Detroit, we sort of love you. Uh, the good news is, Larry, that we have a really exciting, um, huge matchup of Eli and Peyton's teams in the Pro Bowl <laughs> oh, games next weekend. So that's, I mean, that's what everyone will be talking about, obviously. And we will certainly, you know, we we are continuing on with this little uh, rickety bucket of bolts, as Larry Morgan calls it. And we don't, believe you me, we are going to be covering that thing uh, minute to minute or what, something along those lines. Go, <laughs> are we? Pro Bowl, we? go, oh, okay. dude. Does that mean I have to watch it? Really? Do <laughs> I have do to watch the? Do I'm I have to watch the flag that. football game? We'll, we'll, I don't. I don't even know whether I'll. I don't know. We'll. Yeah. They, they Maybe don't we even call it the. It they don't even call it the Pro Bowl. They call it the Pro Bowl games. Games. Yeah. They're trying to make all. Trying to make a whole thing out of it. You know, if they played cornhole, I think I'd be into it. You know, if they played like some cornhole or uh, or some pickleball or something. Pickle, I was going to say, put in a pickleball tournament. I want to see big. Giant yep. linebackers <laughs> playing pickle like the like the the racket is just like a little uh, like a Barbie toy in their hand. It's like whack, and it's just and it's boring a hole through the other player <laughs> to the point where there's. I don't want to see a fatality during a pickleball game, but I want to see a serious injury where uh, where the where the ball actually you know draws blood. I think I want <laughs> I want to see that. I think I do. Welcome to the. Again. He's Larry 